praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy tonight, Jesus. Lord, there's no sweeter name than the name of Jesus. Thank you for the power that's in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the name of Jesus that's higher than any name. Oh, we lift up your name, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm thankful I know his name. Somebody say amen. The Lord is good, isn't he? Amen. Turn your, don't shake your neighbor's hand. Please use the hand sanitizing stations here set out in the building. Please use the fist bump if you must. Amen. Uh, be careful that you don't spread anything but joy and love. Somebody say amen. It's, it's going around, folks, so take every precaution. Amen. That's uh, thankful that we're in the house of the Lord. So turn to your neighbor. Don't shake their hand. Just tell them, I'm glad you're here tonight. Amen. Of course, uh, I guess, you know, I guess the Lord just, you know, he just kind of laid it on my heart and said, well, that's great faith for somebody that believes the scripture. If you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I'll let you figure that out. So, uh, amen. The Lord's good, isn't he? Amen. amen. Thank you uh, for being in church tonight. I got a few things I just need to share with you tonight. Uh, I appreciate Brother Mike Donnelly this week. We had a little leak in the, well, not a little leak. We had multiple leaks in the baptistry. Brother Mike, thank you for getting all that put together. Where is he? I know he's here. There he is hiding. He's hiding. Amen. He's crawling around under there, and he found all kind of goodies under there. Just want you to know that. So uh, archives and stuff that's been missing for years. Found a couple of kids in there. And parents hadn't seen them for years. <laughs> I'm teasing. But I want to thank Brother Mike Donnelly for fixing that. Of course, uh, we hope to have some more to be baptized Sunday, so we're thankful for that. Amen. I do want to mention too. We we are testing out some um, some software. You know, of course, a lot of things. We got a website. And we got Breeze and all that good stuff and calendar and all that. And so, with that test, there was an email sent out. Uh, I got one today that said, "Thanks for visiting the Apostolic Church." And so, I text Brother Phil. I said, "I I didn't know I went from pastor to visitor, but that's a pretty cool thing." I hope to get back in the good graces and be a full-fledged attending member. But uh, he said, well, it was a little glitch, and we had a little glitch. So some of you got that. So just, we don't think you're a visitor, and you're supposed to be here. In fact, everybody's here, supposed to be here. Amen. So thank you for that. So don't let it cause you any consternation. Amen. Uh, And also, uh, because... uh, because it might be confusing to have prayer on Monday night at a certain time and then Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday a certain time. Prayer from on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday will all be from 5.30 to 8. You stop by at any time during that. So instead of having 7 to 8 on Monday and then 5.30, some of you, you know, it's like, well, what night is it? What time does it start? Lord, we got enough to remember, so let's just make it easy. <laughs> prayer every night, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday of the week through the month of February is 5.30 to 8. Everybody say amen. Amen. I want us to pray together tonight and just ask the Lord to help us. Amen. I want to hear his word tonight. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness, the word of God, that shed, the love that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Help us to love you with all of our hearts. Help us to love our neighbor as ourself. Help us, Lord, to come to know your word in a greater measure tonight. In Jesus' name, I thank you for what you're going to do in this service tonight. Thank you for the touch of God we feel. And Lord, help us to, uh, to know you in a greater measure as we leave tonight. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. We're going to continue tonight. If you were here last week, we talked about being born again. If I say being born again. Now I believe in the necessity of the new birth. I believe that with all my heart. 
I believe you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. As we found last week, Jesus said it three times in John chapter 3. You must be born again, and without which you cannot see, and without which you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you can't see what God wants you to see, and you can't enter into what God wants you to enter unless you are born again. Somebody say amen. amen. This is very important. Now John quotes Jesus' description of the baptism of the Holy Ghost in John 7 when he states that if you believe on Jesus, you will receive the Holy Ghost. John 7, 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. How many believe that? And then he goes on to state in verse 39, it's not just, and believing is very important, but he goes on to state, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Amen. And they weren't receiving it yet. Why? In this verse it says, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, John is saying that there's a time the Holy Ghost is going to come. It's not right now, but believers will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And Jesus said, if you believe on me, you should receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, you should receive. That's right. That's the fact. Jesus said it, so take it up with him. Jesus also said it was the promise of the Father, and he said the promise of the Father is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In Acts 1, verses 4 and 5. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait. Everybody say, wait for it. Wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So something was going to happen. It had not been given there had been spirit in fillings, but it wasn't the same as Jesus is talking about in John 7 and in Acts 1. We find that emphatically mentioned in the Word. That the Spirit, the Bible says John the Baptist was filled with the Spirit from his mother's womb, but this is a different baptism because in John, he specifically says that Holy Ghost experience had not been given because Jesus had to die, be buried, and rise again and ascend before that baptism could be experienced. Somebody say amen. So in Acts chapter 2, that wasn't the same as John being filled with the Spirit from his mother's womb. This was not given until Jesus had ascended on high with his own blood. We find that in Acts 1 where Jesus said, you go wait for it. It's the promise of the Father. Somebody say amen. amen. So this is very important. It happened multiple times in the book of Acts. Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19. All of these are, are, are uh, references to the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're in good company. I, I said we're in good company. Uh, in fact, if it happened in Acts 2 and Acts 8 and Acts 10 and Acts 19, and, and I would be so foolish 2,000 years later to say what it says happened there does not happen now, I run the risk of forfeiting everything God says I can have and just saying, well, it's been so long it doesn't happen anymore. I believe it still happens. I, amen. I believe it's still the truth. Amen. I believe it can be experienced. Now, I, I just want to draw your attention, not going to show it, but 1 Corinthians 12, 13 talks about the body of Christ, and it says, by one spirit, we are baptized into one body. Now, that's the Holy Ghost. It makes you a part of the body. This is why, uh, you know, well, membership to this church, uh, we're not like other churches where you have these long lists of members who, who uh, their families have been members and they've been members. And, and we believe to be a part of the body, you have to be baptized by one spirit into that body. That's what the Word says. So, so that's membership to the body, is being baptized by one spirit into one body. I'm glad to be a part of the body of Christ. Somebody say amen. For the Bible says if you have, man, I could just quote scriptures tonight. But if you have not the spirit, you are none of his. 
These are very important terms. So we need, uh, this is review. If you weren't here last Wednesday, listen to the, the podcast. It's there. And if, if uh, somebody's not here tonight and you uh, tell them to listen to tonight's podcast, it's very important. Uh, so a little bit of review. But uh, let's, uh, it can be confusing uh, salvation the salvation message. People say, well, I, I want to be saved, but there's a lot of things that talk about in, in Scripture. There's a lot of Scriptures that talk about salvation. And let me illustrate that. I've got a number of them here tonight. Let's just start in Luke chapter 8 and verse 12. Let's, and you'll see some highlighted words in these verses. Uh, Jesus talking in Luke 8, the parable of the sower and those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. That's in the Bible. But if we stop at this verse, we, we can come to the doctrine that if you believe, you're saved. That's what that says. Satan steals the word lest they should believe and be saved. So some people say, well, see, if you believe, you'll be saved. John 3, 16, you, you know this. Anybody know this verse? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. There you go. If you believe in Him, you have everlasting life. Verse 17, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He's talking about salvation. Verse 18, uh, He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. And everybody know what that name is? Jesus. So we find in these two verses, uh, very important, you must believe. If you believe, you will be saved or you are saved. Wow. Now you know last week I talked about the necessity of being born again. But these verses we need to reckon with. Acts 2.21, let's look at that. Let's look at this one. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So there's people that have seen Luke 8 and it said, well, believe on the Lord and you'll be saved. And then they've looked at Acts 2 and they say, well, call on the name of the Lord. And this is where we get the idea that if you're a believer, do you believe He's the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe He died for your sins? Yes. Okay, then confess uh, His name. Call on His name. Jesus. Oh, you're saved. See how confusing this can be. You can read all these verses and come up with all these doctrines. Right? Right. But, well, let's keep going. It's not the end. Let's, let's make up some more doctrines. Romans 1.16. Let's look at this. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Come on. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Well, see, faith, just, just believe. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, only believe. We got a song that goes like that. Only believe. Oh, let's, let's not go there. <laughs> Teresa said, keep preaching. Acts 16, let's look at this. Acts 16, verse 30, look at this. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Everybody say, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thine house. That's in the Bible. Look at verse 31. Uh, verse 32, and they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his, his straightway. Now, now we've, we've found believe, we found call on the name of the Lord. Now we found believe and be baptized. Wow, it's quite confusing. Well, let's confuse ourselves some more then. If it's so much fun. Second <laughs> Timothy 3.15, look at this. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith. Well, knowing the Scripture uh, evidently has something to do with salvation. Let's look at Romans 10 verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth. Now this is a big one right here. This is a big one right here. This is where you get the sinner's prayer. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now wait a minute. Every one of these scriptures I've read, it said you will be saved or shall be saved. Believe you shall be saved. Can call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. You get that? Now we get confess the Lord, 
and, uh, and with thine heart and believe that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Oh, now we got not only believing, calling on the name of the Lord, baptism, now we got confession. Am I get this? See, it, you see how if we stop with any one of these and make our doctrine, we're in danger of missing. Am I okay? All right. Well, it's so fun. Let's just keep going. Verse, verse 11. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call on him. I think we got one more verse there. Yes, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the second time we've heard that. Jesus, Jesus, I'm saved. I believe he died. And it's very important that we obey these scriptures. Somebody say amen. These are not in there for us to laugh at and say, well, that doesn't matter. All these verses matter. Every one of them. Okay, so let's look at 2 Thessalonians 2.10. Uh, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness to them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Oh, well, you got to love the truth to be saved too. You'll be lost if you don't love the truth. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, man, it's get, being saved is getting complicated. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 7.10, let's look at this. For godly sorrow, work of the repentance, unto sal- Oh, now, now wait. Believe, call on the name of the Lord, baptize, uh, confess with your mouth, uh, be sorry, <laughs> and repent. Man, we got a bunch of stuff to remember, don't we? Mark 16, 16. Let's look at this. Since we're confused, let's dive in here. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. I think we need an understanding of what salvation is about, what it means. When I preached last week, you must be born again. I think it's important we understand what that is. I think as a church, we need to recognize what that is. Somebody say amen. We need to understand also that in John 3, I mentioned it last week, that Jesus talked about spirit birth and he used it he said spirit birth is analogous to natural birth in other words he likened he said spirit birth is much like natural birth except one is flesh and one is spirit we do believe you must be born of the water and the spirit and there are so many times we are guilty of only celebrating the birth in fact I want to say as your pastor tonight I believe the majority of apostolics or Pentecostal people are hyper-focused on this one event, the birth. They celebrate the birth. That's all they talk about is the birth. Am I okay? So if I would title this message tonight, I would title it, Salvation is Not an Event. I mean, I just read 13 verses that said a lot of stuff about salvation. Somebody say amen. Uh, There is much more to a child being born than their birthday. I mean, mine's May the 1st. Guess the year. 63. Man, those were good years. Hello? Betty, you okay? What were you doing in 63, Betty? How old were you in 63? Do you even know? Let's not go there. Anyway. She was 13. All right, well, let's go on. Listen, folks, I think it is, I preached about it last week, and I emphatically believe it. But I want to tell you, I don't want to hyper-focus on one event and say that's salvation. In fact, uh, 
There's a lot more. Shayla's sitting over here to my left. She's one of my twin daughters. She's 30 years old now. I want to tell you now, there was a lot more to me having a child than just July the 13th, 1989. Oh, we celebrate her birth every year. But I want to tell you what, at any point in the process, it could have went haywire and she, she might not be here tonight. So, uh, I think it's important that we believe that you must be born again. But I think we need to understand the magnitude of what that means. Uh, somebody say amen. All right. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, let's talk about this tonight. All right. Now, I don't want to get real graphic, okay, although all the kids are in the back and most of the young people stayed home tonight. <laughs> I, thank God for those that are here. Let's talk about natural birth for a moment. Everybody, thankful you were born? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about natural birth. If Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again, and Nicodemus said, well, do I need to, be, uh, do I need to go through the birth process? He said, oh, no, now flesh is born, you know, that's birth of flesh, but you need to be born of the Spirit. Let's talk about what it takes to, to be born. Well, and then, you know... <laughs> I saved this and it asked me some crazy questions, Brother Phil, that you had to be a coder to figure out. It was like, do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want that? I just like, just save it, please. The way I have it. Well, it adjusted it. So the printing's going to be a little small. So get your magnifying glasses on. Uh, to, to, for there to be a birth, the first thing there must be for fertility. Fertility. I mean, long before the I do's, I mean, this is even before the relationship. You, you have to have the ability. You're not going to have a birth if you don't have the ability. And the male has to have ability and the female has to have ability, right? Thank God for ability. I'm not going to get too deep in this tonight, but fertility just means ability. Everybody say ability. Okay, let's move on. Uh, the next thing, go ahead, Shayla. The next thing, we don't want to linger here either. <laughs> Stay with me. This is very important. Ability, fertility, and then there has to be the planting of the seed. Right? If new birth is like physical birth, then ability is not enough. Am I healthy? Well, yeah. So I'm healthy. Let's, I'm going to have a kid. No, no, no. There's got to be more than ability. There, the seed must be planted. And even with this, listen, even with this, even in this step, conception is not guaranteed. Right? That's right. But that leads us to the third one. If, if they have the ability and there's, and there's a relationship, then, then conception. It's amazing, though, at this point, how fast life functions begin following conception. 20-something days. 20 days, I believe, is, is a heartbeat, if I'm not mistaken. It happens very quickly. Somebody say Amen. I believe it happens very quickly in the spirit as well. <laughs> Amen. Ability and then the seed planted and then conception. Well, those are fine and dandy. Okay, but, but, but con conception's not enough. There has to be a period of gestation. In other words, that, that's all the fun that follows. That's the craving, the, deto uh, the uh, detergent, laundry detergent. That's the, you know... Morning sickness, that's when you wake, you know, you get awakened at three in the morning. I'm hungry for a dill pickle from, the, from Casey's. <laughs> gestation, what is gestation? It's the process of life growing. It is a process and an event. And it is a, listen, listen, don't get distracted by thinking about <laughs> the carnality of this, please. I want you to think about gestation. It's very structured. Stuff happens at different rates. Stuff develops at different rates. The lungs, 
Uh, they develop at different times. <laughs> Most people can't really see what's going on, but they know something's going on. Somebody say amen. And then when everything is developed at the right moment, there is a birth. <laughs> Praise God. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. And that, that birth is great. It's the process of the baby leaving the womb. The protective nourishing it's experienced is about to take on a new dimension. Does it still need nourishment? Oh yeah. Does it still need protection? Yes. But it's going to be a new dimension of nourishment. Something else is very important here at this point. Birth is a struggle for the mother and the baby. Can I get an amen? Okay. The next step is very important. Birth is not enough. Birth is not enough. There must be breath. Now, I was in the room. I watched. I was right there. I wasn't, a, I wasn't, 20, I wasn't 18 inches away. Uh, Chelsea came out screaming. Chelsea came out vocal. She was born that way. Shayla, when uh, Chelsea was hollering and screaming, and when Shayla was born, the doctor, you know, she's holding, it's weird because she's holding her with one hand by her ankles, just kind of dangling her there. And all of a sudden, I saw a worried look on the doctor's face, and she rushed over to a side table, and they started, uh, they. <laughs> I want to tell you right now, I, I forgot mama and I forgot the one baby that was already talking. I went over to that little table and that doctor turned Shayla over on her side and she started hitting her in the back and rubbing her back and one of them was suctioning her nose and one of them had her mouth open with a hose down in her mouth and, and they started getting worried. And you know why? Because Shayla was born but she wasn't breathing. She needed to breathe. If she didn't breathe, we got a problem. So listen, folks, as apostolics, we don't need to nail down one event here and say, well, that's salvation. Salvation is not an event. It is a process. In fact, some of you's been born and you got a good gulp of air, but you need to do more than be born and get a good gulp of air. You're in danger of being lost if you're not careful. Oh, I know, we're apostolic. Oh, I got saved and we mark a date on the calendar. That's when I got saved. No, I want to tell you right now, you're in the process of being saved. And, uh, and if you don't make an effort to stay saved, you might be lost. Anybody glad you're being saved tonight? Clap your hands to the Lord. All right, let's go. Man, can y'all read that? Man, I can't even read that. All right, let's go on. Breath is not enough. Growth. Growth is very important. It is not normal for a child not to learn to roll over, crawl, walk, reach, talk, or run. Not normal. To do this for them... To learn to do this, how do you teach them to do this? Go back there. Tell me how you did it. Did you just say, oh, they'll get it? Help me out. Did you, <laughs> when you helped them. How did you help them? What? Okay, so what is that called? Come on. It's coaxing, right? Coaxing. Come on. Yeah, come on. Almost. Oh, and then when they'd roll over, everybody'd go, whoa! And they'd look around like, what did I do? <laughs> Think about walking. How would you teach them to walk? You held on their hands. You put their feet on your feet. And then, come on. You bought them little uh, walkers that had wheels on it. You stuck them in it. And they run around the house. Remember that? How many remember your baby's first steps? How did you get them to take a step? Ah, oh, they'll figure it out. One of these days, they'll just start walking. No. You're standing them up. Go to mommy. And mommy's over there going, come on, acting goofy. Right? You remember that? A lot of coaxing. In fact, let me go a little further. Let me put it to you this way. 
for them to become mature, for them to take a step, for them to grow at all. They must have to be let down. Think about it. They had to be let down. They had to be let down. Right? In fact, once they started walking and they got real thrilled, they got tired of walking. And what did they do then? Homie, daddy, homie. No, you're a big girl. You can walk now. Right? Just think about it. If Shayla decides she doesn't want to walk and she's 30 years old now and she wants me to carry her out. See, you're laughing. That's not normal. That is abnormal. So while I'm preaching, you must be born again. You're thinking about people that are lost. I want to preach to this church for a minute. It is not normal for people to carry you the rest of your life once you've got the Holy Ghost. No, you're not hearing me. And this church needs to get this in their DNA. That it is not normal to carry people the rest of their life if they have been born again. Yeah, you're going to be let down. And it's good for you. No, you're not hearing me. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, well, you know, it's hard for me to trust because somebody let me down. They needed to let you down. Because you need to know there is one God. And Him alone is the one that is to be worshipped. No, 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 you're not to worship anybody. Everybody's eventually going to let you down. Why? So that you can get up on your feet and run your race all the way to heaven. That's why. Come on, get to running. Come on, it's time to get up on your feet. Come on, you're big enough. Come on, you're strong enough. You can make it. Come on, clap your hands under the Lord. So... In my notes here, it says pastoral concerns. You want to hear what it says after that? Here's my big concern. People who have the Holy Ghost yet refuse to grow. Refuse. Refuse. Not an option. It's not they can't grow. They refuse to. In fact... (laughs) They've been getting a lot of good milk. In fact, they've gone off of milk. Now we're giving them meat. They'll shout during service. They'll say amen to the preacher. And 12 hours later, they won't remember what the preacher said. Everybody okay? Let me give you an example. How frustrating is it? How frustrating could it be that the preacher preaches just three days ago, look, barrenness can be a blessing in your life. And it can be a blessing to motivate you to reach for higher stuff. (laughs) To not die here. To say, God doesn't want me to stay here. It's a coaxing that says, get up. Come on, you can make it. I know it's bad, but if you press on, God's going to give you a Samuel. That's what we heard Sunday. And what's wrong with that dinner? I thought that was a pretty good meal. I mean, it took me a long time. In fact, it came from God. He cooked it. I just served it. I think it ought to make a difference in us. It's a concern for me as a pastor. All this word that we're getting. And you're not growing. Oh, yeah, we're trying. Come on. I think it's important, folks. But we're the same ones that will beat the drum about, oh, you got to be born again. While we're still dirty in diapers. You like that, Brother Gary? I love that. I got that idea that we're just going to beat everybody over there. No, you hadn't been born again. Wow, we got a dirty diaper hanging on us. We're getting mad about what somebody said. Somebody let me down. Somebody didn't look at me. Somebody didn't shake my hand. That's because I got the flu. 
That's a bunch of foolishness. Grow up! Turn to your neighbor and, and give me a good, well, not a yell, but just say politely, grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. See, folks, listen, we're apostolics, but if, if we always celebrate, if somebody come to the altar and talking in tongues a little bit, woo! Yeah, that's awesome, but that ain't all there is. Oh man, last week you liked that message because it was about everybody else. But tonight, I'm talking to you. Yeah, birth is important, breath is important, and all that stuff. But you know what? We need to grow up. Brother Gene, were you talking to me when you said that? Probably. In fact, if you thought I was, I didn't know you were dealing with it. I only said it because I felt the Holy Ghost prompt me to say it. And if you think God's talking to you, He probably is. <laughs> yeah, just say, oh, thank God you're talking to me about that. He loves you enough not to leave you alone in it. He loves you enough to say, now look, you're big enough to quit dirtying this diaper. Now you do know to potty train a child is pretty difficult. Let me tell you how we did it. You see that eyebrow on Shayla's left eye just go. <laughs> you know how we did it? Very carefully. <laughs> Stickers. Stickers. If you go in the potty, you get a sticker on the chart. And if you fill up the stickers, there's a big prize. I mean, you could buy sheets of stickers for five cents. They didn't know that. Whatever it takes. Sometimes I feel like I'm still doing that. Oh, come on. If you use a potty, be a big girl. I'll give you a sticker. You shouldn't be offended about that. Come on, be a big girl. You get a sticker. You smell that? Woo! Yeah, we. Don't do that anymore. Get a sticker. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? God expects every one of us that's been born and started breathing. He expected us to start growing. He expected us to get over ourselves and quit acting like a two-year-old. In fact, Sister Amy, amazingly, most of the stuff I wanted my children to do, <laughs> I had to model it for them. Now, I didn't model my clothing or anything, but if I wanted them to eat with a fork, I couldn't sit there and like grab my spaghetti and go, oh, isn't this good? No, I had to hold my fork. This is how you hold your fork. Here's what foot your shoes go on. Look at daddy. Is anybody hearing me now? I'm getting bogged down on growth because we need it in this church. Yeah. I want to tell you why that's important. Because it was not enough for me to say to my child, you need to be in the altar. No. If I wanted them to be in the altar, you know where I needed to be? <laughs> you didn't do anything else that way in life. You taught them how to use a fork. You taught them how to use the potty. You taught them how to walk. You taught them how to tie their shoes. You exampled it for them. But no, now, if you want your child to be a worshiper, anybody want to finish that statement for me? Yeah, you better be a worshiper. This is why in prayer meeting, this is why I'm praying. When I came to pastor, they were three years old. No three-year-old wants to spend an hour in prayer meeting. I'm sorry, my children were no different. You know what I had to do? I had to make it exciting. You're going to stay in this prayer meeting. That was exciting. No, I had to carry them around, walk around with them, walk back and forth. Come on, we're going to go this way. Come on, we're going to go that way. Pray for this, pray for... You know what they learned? I need to be in prayer meeting. Don't wait. Till they're 14 and all of a sudden, well, prayer meeting's important now. No! 
God help me to get off this because I hope you understand. I keep saying it because I'm not sure you got it. You got it? Okay, turn your neighbor and say, I got it. He just doesn't know I have it. People, we got to grow up. Listen, you're going to be lost if all you do is get born and then breathe and lay there the rest of your life. You're going to be lost. You're not maturing the way God wants you to mature. Amen. And then last, I say reproduction. Yeah, there has to be the ability to start the process over. Amazing. It's not enough for me to be born again myself and, you know, learn to walk, do this. You know, the Lord wants me to reproduce. Am I okay? All right. Well, thank you, Lord. Peter defines this process. Uh, Yeah. Peter has defined this process. He's defined it. Let's look at it. First Peter, uh, Second Peter, one. Simon Peter. He's identifying who it is. Simon Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord of Jesus our Lord. Verse three. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, amen, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Oh, hallelujah. He wants me to grow up. You might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Amen. He wants me to escape. He wants me to grow into his stature. Verse 5, and beside this, giving all diligence, everybody say add, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to, wait a minute, brotherly kindness and charity are not the same? Nope. Wow's right. Brotherly kindness and charity are not the same. Add to your brotherly kindness, charity. Oh, that's nice. You got to add all this stuff. (laughs) I hate math. (laughs) Add to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, temperance. Look at verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at that. I think we ought to have that, don't you? Look at verse 9. But if you lack these things, he that lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Listen, there's... Yeah, you forgot what happened at repentance if you're not adding, 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 adding. It's not okay to get an experience one Sunday night and the rest of your life just sit on the pew waiting for the rapture. It's not okay. You're going to be lost. Because if you lack these things, you're going to go back to blindness. You're not going to be able to see very far down the road and you're going to forget that you were forgiven. Man, that's a message right there. You'll forget what God did for you. Somebody say amen. Look at verse 10. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. Now, never fall. Now, I don't know about you, but that's what I want right there. If you do these things, you shall never fall. Never fall. Anybody always want to be on your feet? You may not be the swiftest, but you're going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. (laughs) Amen. All right, verse 11. Look, if you do these things, you'll never fall, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you. Did you hear that? There's going to be a door open for you. Wow. I like that. Unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. If you do this, the door to the kingdom opens for you. Man, I want that. I got to keep adding. It's not a, well, 
Verse 12, Wherefore, if I be negligent to put, uh, put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Peter says, I need to remind you of these things. I need to remind you of these things. Because if you have these, you will never fall. A door will be open that you'll be entering into the kingdom. That's what I want. Okay, well, we just went real carnal. Give me 10 more minutes. Look, let, let's talk about this spirit birth. Let's talk about what we talked about. There, if there is a natural cycle, then there is a spiritual cycle. And I think Peter just mentioned it, didn't he? Yeah, do you, I, think, I think all the terms are going to show up here. Look, the first step in the red, you'll see what we talked about in natural birth, was ability. It's fertility. You have to be able, right? There has to be the ability. Well, Peter said the first thing you need is faith. This is why you read verses that said, if you believe on the Lord, you shall be saved. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Somebody that has faith, you know what that means to me? It means they got the ability to be everything God wants them to be. I'm not going to talk to somebody at the restaurant and they say, well, I'm a believer. I just, I just have faith in God. I believe that He died for my sins. I believe that He rose again. And, and that's what I believe. Listen, I, I can't say, well, my God, you don't know. You're not saved. No. Oh, the ability's there. I need to celebrate that just as much as I celebrate the birthday. Everybody okay? Yeah. Anybody believe faith is important? Faith is belief toward God. It involves committing your life to the Lord. That's very, very important. Look, Peter said, add to your faith what? Virtue. Everybody say virtue. Remember in the, in the other part, in the carnal part, we were talking about planting seed and you got all weird. You started having that sneaky little laugh. <laughs> Do you know what the word virtue means? The Greek word is used to express the idea of power or strength. The Greek word means it, is, it means agreement with God. Wow. Then I need to believe, yes. But where the seed is planted is when I agree with God. <laughs> Something's happening here. Isn't it? Yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. God is moving. Yes. They're coming to church. They're hearing the word. And they're agreeing. And they're saying, yeah, I believe that. Those are good things. Now, you wait. Let me say this. i got seven more minutes. Let me say this. A natural birth is a pretty methodical thing. It's nine months. And then they walk. You know, they say normal uh, kids walk about, nine, about 11 months to 13 months. That's when they'll start walking. There's pretty predefined timeline. In the spirit realm, there's no predefined timeline. Somebody can sit in one service and go from faith to the seed being planted and something gestating in them and in just about 30 minutes they can be born that fast. But it's still important. Listen, folks. So... I could care less what other churches say about this body of people. Yeah. Well, I could care less. I couldn't care less, sorry. I couldn't care less. That's what I meant. You know, they're saying, will they let so-and-so come to their church? Well, guess what? If they're still sitting there and the seed's being planted, bless God, I want them to keep coming to church. Oh, now wait a minute. If they come to my church and by the third service, if they hadn't come to the altar and gotten the baptistry tank, we don't want them come. I want them here. If they sit here for 10 years and the seed's being planted and all of a sudden they say, hey, I need to be saved and all of a sudden they obey the gospel, it's worth it. Anybody believe that? Anybody want to celebrate that? I don't know where they are and it may take them longer than you but I'm going to celebrate what God's doing in them. Okay. Add to your virtue. Listen, okay, the seed's planted. Add to your virtue knowledge. Wow. Something happens now. Do you know the word knowledge means to know fully? Wait, wait. What other words up there? We're at the point of conception, right? 
Wait a minute. Do you know what the Bible says about Abraham and Sarah? Abraham knew his wife and she had a son. And so and so knew. If the word knowledge means to know fully, that's where conception happens. I hope it happens in every service. Everybody okay? Add to your knowledge temperance. Temperance. Next one, Shayla. Temperance. This is the gestation period. You know what temperance is? Temperance is an inner virtue working into the outer life. Think about a woman being pregnant. First three months, you don't even know. (laughs) Something's happening. Temperance means (laughs) self-mastery. It means saying no. I'm not going to eat that. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm, something's happening in me. Sounds like a lady that's expecting, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. Add to your temperance. Patience. Where are we at here? Pa- oh, birth. Birth. We're now at the birth. Patience. Everybody say Patience. The Greek word for patience is identifying with something and being determined to carry it out. Wow. You can't explain the birthing of a child any better than that. Peter calls it patience. The word means being determined to carry something out. Any of you have 20 hours of labor? How many hours of labor did you have? Two days, 40 hours, 48 hours. Wow. <laughs> Two days. That's good enough. Whatever hours, let's see, 12, that's 24, 48. Okay, whatever it is, somewhere between 30 and 40 hours maybe. Boy, that's, that's a lot of patience. <laughs> that's a lot of patience. That's being, I don't know, I, I bet Erica thought laying on the bed, I, I don't think I've had enough of this. I'm getting up. I'm going home. No, you can't go home now. You can't go home now. You've come too far. No, I'm talking about spirit birth. You understand that. Now, you've got to have patience just to keep on. I know you feel like giving up, but don't give up. You've come too far now. Something's happening. Don't, don't stop it. Anybody getting revelation tonight? That's what I'm praying for. We need to stop just celebrating one event in salvation and we need to see what God's doing in every life. (laughs) Oh, wow. Patience. Birth. Look, look, and add to your patience godliness. Wow. This is corresponds with what we talked about breath. Being born is not enough. Being patient, carrying it out. That's not... you got to (gasps) breathe. Do you know the word godliness in the Old Testament is translated as kind? Not kindness, but like I, we're all of the same kind. Do you know godliness in the New Testament is translated as of God? Is it any wonder that when that child breathes, they become a kind? Or they become according to their parents. Listen, the incarnation, Jesus in the flesh, was listed, was mentioned as the mystery of godliness. It's God in Christ. It's Christ in us. (gasps) Yeah, you need to breathe. Yeah, you need to be born again. But that's not the only thing on the table. Add to your godliness, once you get a good breath of His kind, once you get filled with His breath, add to your godliness brotherly kindness. Look, there's growth and and training. Listen, brotherly kindness is just love for the brethren. Brethren, brothers. Wait, what makes you a sibling? What makes you a brother? Birth to the same parents. You got to first learn how to treat your siblings in Christ.
Because brotherly kindness is not charity. How can you, how can you love the lady at Walmart who doesn't even know God if you can't love your, your own brother who has breathed kind just like you? Who is the same stuff of your parents just like you? And if you can't love those who are of the same kind as you, oh my, how are you going to love those who are not of your kind? Listen, it is a sad state of affairs when you love people that are not born again more than you love your own brothers. It's not normal. Peter said, add to your Patience, brotherly kindness, or godliness, brotherly kindness. And then he says, add to your brotherly kindness, charity, which is God's love, right? That's where you start reproducing. (laughs) When you start not only loving your brothers that are of the same kind as you, But now you start, God fills you with His love and you start loving everybody. Folks, I want to tell you something. Salvation is not just an event. It is a process. And listen, somebody come in this church and you think they're not wearing this or they're not doing that. Listen, I want to tell you something right now. If they're in this somewhere, Lord, keep on doing it. Keep on working, God. Keep on reaching, God. Oh, somebody clap your hands under the Lord right now. Okay. All right. All right. right. You want to see this in a good example? You say, Brother Gene, this is absolutely blowing my mind. I can't remember all this stuff. That's great. I'll never remember this. You're right. Listen to the podcast again. If you want the PowerPoint, we'll just send it to you. How's that? Okay, listen to this. You want to see this exampled? Anybody want to see it happen in real life? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's take for chance. Let's go to Acts 2 and let's see if it happens. You want to do that? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. We can find it. Let's, let's look at it. Okay, let's look at it. First thing is faith. Okay, Acts chapter 2. Uh-oh. Wait, let me get there. Hold on, Shane. Let me get there. Look at this. Did I give it to you? Okay. She's waiting on me. Thank you, Shayla. You're being very patient and kind. You've got godliness in you, sister. Okay. Let's, let's go now. Yeah. Okay. They got, you you got to have the ability, right? For you to be born again, you've got to first have the ability, right? That's what we've already talked about. That's, that's faith. Everybody say, that's faith. faith. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved, right? Okay. Let's see if it happens. Acts 2 verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Uh-uh. Ooh. Uh-oh. Ability. Yeah. We either straighten up or we're going to bust hell wide open because we crucified the Lord of glory. Look at verse 37. It's in your Bible. It's amazing. It's there. Now when they heard this, they were what? Pricked in their heart. What was planted? What was planted? Peter had just preached the word, which is the seed, right? And it hit their hearts and they were pricked. Plowed. The seed was planted. And they said, man, we're in trouble. When they heard this, they were pricked and said, Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What must we do? Look how quick it's happening. You see how quick it, now in natural birth, this is a you know, this is taking quite a process. But in Acts 2, it happened pretty quick, right? What must we do? All of a sudden there's conception. Verse 38. Look at this. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Remember what, remember what temperance is? It's an inside work showing itself on the outside. Remember that? 
It's, it's, it's you saying, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I think I'm going to stop drinking that. I think I'm going to... Temperance means controlling yourself, right? Repentance is not just saying, I think I'll do better if God helps me. No, repentance is saying, oh no, no, I'm stopping that. I'm going to cut that out of my life. I'm going to quit doing that. Repent. And look, what else did he say? Repent and be baptized. You know when you're born, you come out of the water, right? (laughs) That's water birth. It's all happening right here in Acts 2, right before our eyes. Look, folks, every one of these steps was important. And whether they happen in a matter of 10 minutes or it takes them 10 years, it doesn't matter. That's right. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's water birth. And you shall receive the... Wait, godliness is kind, the same kind, or of God. Wait a minute, the Holy Ghost is of God. It's Christ in you. It's happening before our eyes. Salvation is not an event. It is a process. I might say Amen. And then the Bible says, let's, let's look on down here. Let me go on down. Uh, for the promise unto you and your children, all that far off, with many other words he did exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. They gladly received his word, were baptized. Same day were added about 3,000. So look, verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. Fear came upon them. Everybody say fellowship. Yeah, brotherly kindness. That's right. Learning how to handle your fellow man. <laughs> Fellowship, and in fellowship that entailed uh, that in, that entailed doctrine and 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 eating and and praying and miracles and unity and 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 church attendance and praising God, not sleeping on the back pew, praising God. Fellowship, we're a part of something. We need everybody. It's in Acts two. If you don't have it, you're going to be lost. Everybody okay? Look, look, and the and what did the Lord do? And the Lord added. That's what I want. I want the Lord adding every day. Listen, folks, I know it was exciting and we didn't know any better. But when the only thing we celebrate is when somebody talks in tongues, we're missing a lot of celebration. Because there's a lot to a child being born than just birthday. This is why when somebody's being baptized, I want to be in here. Well, yeah, because you're baptizing them. Yeah, you need to be in here. Wait a minute. What about all that brotherly kindness and fellowship? Huh? Oh, I got people to see. I I got a burrito to eat. All right, let let me read two more scriptures. I'm sorry, I I went 10 extra minutes. Please forgive me. (laughs) I want to read two verses here. Matthew 10, 22. Matthew 10, 22. Let's read it out loud. And ye shall be hated of all men for my... Wait, 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 wait. Let's not waste any more energy trying to be popular. Let's not waste any more energy (laughs) trying to be the coolest thing on the block. Listen, the Lord said, people are not going to like you. Now, that doesn't mean cop an attitude or have an inferiority complex. But listen, folks, sometimes people aren't going to like what you say or how you're living. They're going to say things like you're holier than thou or you're just, you're one of those, you know, whatever. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But let's keep reading. But he that endureth to the end. Listen, I'm going to tell you something now. If you stop now, saints, you're going to be lost. No, I'm going to say it again. If you stop now, you're going to be lost. If you quit growing, you quit advancing, you say, I'm pulling the plug, I'm just going to sit here until the Lord comes, you're going to be lost. You need to trim your lamps, make sure you got oil. Don't be a foolish virgin who falls asleep and misses the wedding ceremony. Endure to the end. Come on, you can make it. Don't stop. You got a lot of growing to do.
This church needs you. Alright, 1 Peter 1, 6. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now uh, for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And can I get a hearty amen? How many are in manifold temptations? Just me? Anybody else? All right, three or four of us. All right. Uh, That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The trial of your faith. All right, let's go a little further. Verse 8. Whom having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith. What is the end of your faith? Even the salvation of your souls. That's right. It started with faith, but it doesn't end with faith. You've got to make it all the way to the end. You must be born again of the water and the Spirit. You've got to grow, folks. And you've got to keep on uh, believing and trusting. And God's going to do His work. Let's stand together and I want you to pray right now all over this room. Amen. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you last week that we came to know that you must be born again. But Lord, I pray right now you touch every person in this room. It's not enough just to say, confess the name and think, well, that's it. I've done what I'm supposed to know. Lord, help me to add to my faith virtue. Help me to add to my virtue temperance. Help me add to my temperance knowledge. Lord, don't ever let me stop growing. Don't ever let me stop uh, maturing in you. Don't ever let me stop. Lord, just because I got baptized and I got spirit filled, Lord, I want to go on. Lord, I want to endure to the end. I want to keep Keep on keeping on. I'm not stopping now. Lord, help us baptize us with love. Thank you, Lord, for the folks that come to church every Sunday. Lord, that walk in the door and are just searching for you and hungry for you. Help us to celebrate them, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And help us be a church that celebrates salvation. And not just an event. I praise you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. 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 Let's take a minute and let's practice some brotherly kindness. Go ahead. It's all right. Practice some brotherly kindness. You may not want to shake their hand because that virus is not brotherly kindness. Don't be passing nothing around. Share the love of the Lord with somebody. Tell them, I'm glad you're at this church. You're at the right place. Tell them, the kingdom needs you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for braving the horrible weather tonight being in church. God bless you.